Yes, we're very excited, waiting with bated breath for two very colourful guests, I hear. Very colourful guests for our Colour World reunion. Yay! Yay! It's been a whole two months, so it would be really nice to, to see them again. Yeah, so um, we're introducing Verity Waite from uh, the Vanity Box in Essex and Daryl Starkey from Taylor's. Brilliant. So, yeah, it'd be great to catch up with them, find out what they thought about the live, uh, not live event, the online event, TV, yes. Colour World but, TV. Yes, um, but they came to the live recording of it, so I know, I know what you mean. Hello. Hello and welcome to the Respect Philly podcast. I'm Lauren Stowe and I'm Nikki Pope and today we've got some guests who are catching up with us for Colour World Reunion so we're very excited to have Verity Waite and Daryl Starkey joining us today. Hello Hi. guys. Hi, are you right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh it's really nice to see you guys. We are talking on a, um, a Monday morning, we're recording this and it's gosh it's about two months I think now since yeah. we saw you at Colour World TV. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, gone so quick actually. I know, it's amazing. So given that we that we are still in the COVID times, mm-hmm. the usual Colour World gathering in May, we had to come up with a different concept. So we had the colourworld.tv platform and we turned our venue into a massive recording studio. There are actually three different recording studios. I think um, coming out of the production office on the first day, Verity, you were probably about one of the first people I saw. I was, yeah. I was lucky enough to be the first one in. um, And I was so amazed when I walked in. You guys absolutely floored me. Um, It was done so well. And I've got to say, the thing about safety um, was just huge. You guys were so on point. Um, yeah, blew me away and had the best time. <laughs> thank Aww, you. Well, thank it was you. one of our big concerns. So we, we, we know Colour World works really well and we know it's great as a gathering and people enjoy it. But obviously, you know, it was a really big deal for us that we wanted you all to feel safe to come and to, I think we had, Lauren, was it like a 15-page brochure yeah. of was, health and safety was, guidelines? It was quite intense, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> So, Daryl, did you read the entire 15-page health and safety brochure that we sent you? Uh, I, I read most of it, but then obviously it was a lot of everything that we had to put into place into salons as well. Exactly. So you're well-versed in it anyway. Yeah, That's... so sort of like skim read it just to make sure some bullet points and, yeah, just go yeah. on with it. Well, I think that was the main thing. We did try and really emulate the extreme caution that you all were putting into place in the salons, like you say. And I have a couple of props here. So we were all wearing our visors at all times and um, at that point the guidelines were saying that it was common for hairdressers it was a mask, mask rather than a mask and a visor wasn't it or did, I can't remember no, I think it was both wasn't it it was both, yeah, it was yeah. both. Yeah. okay so we had that but then we also had lots of tape on the floor I'm brandishing a roll of tape now that I've just found in my computer bag <laughs> um, marking out the sort of safe zones and we had all the temperature checks at the doorway and, and I think Lauren and I we had a massive spreadsheet where at any any 15 minute interval we could tell you exactly where everybody in the building was yeah standing on your little squares so and there were so many people in the building like it was unbelievable how you know how well it worked but also it shows that if everyone follows the rules yeah then you can have such an amazing event mm-hmm. if everyone just does exactly you know as they yeah. should it worked it, it so did, well it, it really felt like an event I know it was only the people that were in there that were filming and you know being part of the event and we didn't have um any kind of visitors as it, as it were but it was just it worked so well didn't it, it felt like a real kind of hairdressing event yeah we had about 75 
different colorists coming through the door over the two days so and daryl was that kind of the first time you've caught up with people since it really yeah. started uh so i actually shot my um like i did a photo shoot straight after lockdown came out but again you're not with people so that was the first time i was able to interact with everybody else and even though you're in your little square you yeah. could still interact with people which was nice because it wasn't like you were blocked behind screens you no. were in a, a distant square so you could still have conversations and stuff which was nice I think you guys, did you both work on training heads? I think Daryl, did I you? I did, yeah. Yeah, and Verity, yeah. you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So pe- we gave people the choice of whether they brought a model with them, obviously following the same guidelines as you would in the salon and keeping the model safe and equally. I think it was quite cool seeing people really working well with training heads, which I'm not a hairdresser, but I had always understood that you guys loathe them, that they're just not really nice to use. Is that right? <laughs> I think they're I all think... right for colouring, but yeah. cut, cutting and styling, the, the hair's totally different. So for colouring, for me, I find it easy, like it's fine. But if I wouldn't, I'd, if it was doing a cutting demonstration, I'd, I'd use a model. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I totally agree. But also, I think, like, because it's something you learn with, you know, I think it's something that's deemed a little uncool, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and actually, it's been really nice seeing everyone use them and use them in really different ways and showing people, you know, putting them up on their Instagram and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's connecting the people that are just starting out with maybe the people they're looking up with in a really nice way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great to see everyone being so creative and inventive as well, isn't it? Like using them, like you say, in a different way. It's... I was really enjoying in lockdown when um, people, you know, were uh, getting bored at home or yeah. maybe it was their birthday and they were having all their heads around <laughs> the table having drinks with them. <laughs> a ready-made friend. Yeah. <laughs> getting quite attached. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. So what would you say, um, Verity, what would be your signature style of colour? Do you have one? What would be your, how would you describe the kind of colour that you like doing, say, what's in your real creative soul um my little pony and care bear <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> verity's sitting here with amazing pink hair pink rainbow hair it looks like rainbow <laughs> to the end yeah it? pink pink with rainbows through yeah it. that is amazing <laughs> um i really love you know using semis that's my sort of like format normally um so i started as a um a bleach specialist and went across always i always had bright colours myself and that was just where my love went um I had started actually having a vintage styling business that was where it started and then weirdly enough I never thought about crossing the two over which now seems really silly when I look back yeah yeah. um but yeah I just like to marry marry the two things so I love taking the classic you know very glamorous styles of golden eras and using it with the freedom of modern day colouring um so yeah that's me. <laughs> so what kind um, of looks were you creating at Colour World? So at Colour World, um, I did a few different looks, which was yeah. really good fun over the couple of days. Um, and I always use Pop Riot. Um, I'm an educator and on the art team with them. And they're always my favourite medium to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a lot of rainbow looks, a lot of pinks and purples and blues and things like that. And also I got to show you the incredible blank canvas, um, which you can remove any of the semis straight away. It takes you back to your perfect base um, with no damage, no bleach, anything else like that in it, which is, you know, incredible to watch. Yeah. It really is like witchcraft because it Magic. can be, you know, say dark blue and purple and straight back to blonde within um, within five minutes. It's just incredible. Wow. 
Wow. So yeah, that was really good to show people. It was funny, like even on set, we heard we'd like all the cameramen, everything were like, oh my oh god, god. <laughs> oh my god, like <laughs> converting people. Right. Darryl, have you got a signature style, Daryl? Or... Uh, I would say I'm a bespoke colorist. I don't like picking a color out of a chart and just putting it on someone's head. So I um, bespoke every color to every client, and I don't like to. Um, just give something that someone else couldn't do from another salon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm quite known for that. So I always share my formulas on Instagram and stuff as well because everyone's like, oh, what's that? Because it, it looks like a colour you can get out of the chart, but with a bit of a twist. Uh-huh. So I mix my intensives, so my um, point ranges, so like just the like pure colours into my um, main colours just to get what I want. And I love that that's the colourist I prefer, that I yeah. am, I would say. And how important would you say events like Colour World are to the industry? Hugely, it's without like I've struggled this year without the events. Yeah. Um, I go to. It's loads. part of the community, I guess. Yeah, it's you. We're like a hair family, and we we haven't got it as much this year because yeah. everything is cancelled. So not being able to go to the events and see your hairdressing friends because you've met loads more people online. Like today, I I, I know Verity, but I've never spoke to Verity. No. But it's like <laughs> this sort of thing brings you together, and that's what the events do for us. Mm-hmm. While you were at home, if you like, sort of both of you experimenting and playing, did you, has, with hindsight now, looking back three or four months later, was that a useful time? Did you teach yourself? Did you learn more from other people? Did you manage to connect with people online and find yourself growing in some way? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> to you can no, address. no, Darry, yeah. go ahead, no worries. Uh, yeah, so for me, I, I took, it, took the ball by the horns type of thing, so... I'm a colourist, I was always a colourist and I decided to really um, train myself in the art of styling because it's something I've always loved um, and I did a lot of online education and um, I started doing Instagram lives and I'm, you'll see literally my feed for one for four months was just doll heads of different styling things and that got me quite recognised which, which was nice because I was always known as a colourist and that threw me out for something different. Um, and then obviously I started working with the hair and beauty charity and raising money for them, doing the Great British Hair Bid, which obviously I know yeah. Nikki, you, your companies did support us quite well, and we're doing it again this uh, this lockdown as well. So. Yeah, excellent. We'll count us in. So, did you find Daryl that connecting and challenging yourself in that way helped? Ah, hundred percent. It gave you a reason to get out of bed. It's as, as silly as that sounds. As hairdressers, we get out of bed to go to work to do hair. Mm. When you're forced to sit down and be like you're not doing hair at all you needed something so I brought about four or five different doll heads and just to get online and sometimes it wasn't online sometimes it was just play around with a look it was nice and then obviously going and speaking and then watching other people do Instagram lives like I've seen a few of the Port Riot ones um, the brand I use they were doing stuff as well so it was really nice just to still have that community feel just at home yeah definitely and Verity how was it for you what did you Mine was what a, kept you together? <laughs> <laughs> Mine, I think, was a little bit of a roller coaster. I think a lot of people had quite emotional ups and downs. Um, so I started off really strong. I was, um, just as Daryl said, doing lots of online education. Um, it also gave me a really good chance. So Pop Riot had this amazing thing called Pop Riot TV where there's lots of 10-minute videos of colouring or cutting or things like that. And there's quite a few things that I'd wanted to try out and put my own twist on. So it really gave me a chance to sit down and do that because I think as colourists, we never really have the time mm. to just sit down and play. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, and then in the middle, you know what? I took about a month off and I really 
took time away from Instagram, I took time away from my phone, and actually, it was really good for the soul to just have a break, I think, yeah, every yeah. once in a while. I think it's really good for us. You don't you know, get I, an opportunity like that every, you know. No, I mean, when else do you get the chance no, to really exactly. have a, a guilt-free break? Mm-hmm. You know, normally if you're at home or if it's your day off, you know, um, you should always be getting on with housework or doing salon, st- you know, stock check or mm-hmm. whatever. But actually to have some real time, just pure time, um, with my family, with things like that, you know, was actually really lovely and then again when we knew we were opening I was getting back on you know getting all excited to be back open um but I did find it really hard being away from the salon because um I have a small boutique salon and my clients and me are so unbelievably close it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. um you know we have our own little girl gang and you know um I I call them all friends really you know when I have birthday parties they all come and you know, if it's Christmas, they'll bring me lovely presents. You know, they're so sweet. Yeah. And it was it was really hard being away from them. Um, you know, yeah. I, I really really miss them. Yeah. Um, I think it's so. Really tough. So how did you decide then? Um, so Daryl, you got in touch with us and said that you'd like to come and and do some filming with us. Yeah. Have you been to? Did you have you been to the live color world in person before? Yeah, I went last year. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So, how did you find? How did you decide what to do then? Because so you 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 mentioned earlier that you your colouring is very much about the person who's wearing the colour, and yeah. that you like to sort of you know mix things, cocktail things, blend things. How did you decide what to show us at the Colour World TV? Uh, so for me, I actually just sat down, literally looked at a colour chart, and was like, "What don't I like in this colour chart?" looking at it and how can I make it something really wearable so I actually went with metallic range so my brand ASP Affinage um, they relaunched they launched the metallics and people weren't really happy with them so they launched them as toners which was a lot better because people thought they were going to last in the hair and they they don't so I wanted to make them a bit more popping so the colour was a lot brighter so I really wanted to show how like because I use blues pinks oranges I wanted to show how like really con like contradiction colours could work together mm-hmm. yeah. um, and I like to show that it doesn't matter like a blue and a pink shouldn't really look nice next to each other but if you can blend it out right and you get the right mix it can so that's the how I decided what I wanted to do and Amazing. I just swatched I got like an eco towel and I was literally the week before mixing colours and I just sw- swatching towels non-stop just to see which colours look nice yeah brilliant wow <laughs> and Verity what was your journey that you decided um, to do so I've been very lucky with Pop Bright and done a lot of lives at other events and actually at Colour World last year again with you guys. Um, and I thought about the things that people love to see, the things that when I'm doing, you know, whether it's a live or live, that people always stop and always ask about. Um, and so I just concocted a very um, kind of small little repertoire of all the little things that I knew that people loved the most. Mm. Um, you know, give the people what they want, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So the TV platform is still up at the moment, up till the end of the year, which is um, great. So we've organised a lot of content on there. There were seminars happening, sort of our 10 minute, 15 minute bite-sized seminars that Lauren was looking after. We have the demos that you guys did. In the big studio, there are longer form brand shows and Verity, you did a, a show in that studio as well, in the big studio. And we've got conversations. That's right. The Genius Panel conversations are all still on the TV platform. So people can search out and see 
both of you. Have you had any time to go on and have a little look at yourselves or catch up with anything that else was happening? I did so, a Zoom call on the day it was launched, my one, so my family could watch it, which was a bit oh, cringy to, just to watch, to yeah, watch so yourself. I. Um, Excellent. But yeah, I, I managed to catch up with quite a few of them. It's nice that you can go in and you can pick rather than have to watch hours and hours yes. to wait for something. It was really nice that it literally was like this time and it says who's on there. Mm-hmm. So you can go and watch what you want to watch. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the great spot. thing about it now, I think if you go on now, they're all broken up, all the little seminars and everything. So, you know, if you're looking for a particular person or whatever, it's all quite clearly marked. And Yeah, and the different subjects and social yeah. media and, and business and so on and so forth. So what do you think about going forward? Because, you know, are we seeing things that you think will last into next year? So let's 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 go with coming out of lockdown at Christmas possibly go back in in January who knows but let's go (laughs) let's go with the idea that come sort of March April May we really should be coming out of this what might we want to take with us from this year and and obviously thinking about the Colour World TV platform we are I have to say straight away we are fully intending to do the usual Colour World live in May but do we do TV again do we what are we Verity have you seen things that you like I have. I've got to quickly tell you though. You were asking about um if we had watched it, and I've watched actually a lot of it on there because there was so much knowledge. And while you're there, you know you can't watch it all. And that's one of the things I love about it's that it's up and you're able to go back and watch it multiple times. Yeah. Even when you're at a live event, you know you can't be everywhere at once. You can't no. catch it all. So yeah. I love that I can go back and watch it in little segments as many times as I want. But I've actually watched myself, and this sounds all yeah. <laughs> I have watched myself about 30 times. Have you? Only because, <laughs> wait, bear with me, it sounds awful. Because all of my clients want to see it. As soon as they come in, oh, I saw on Instagram, you know, oh, that's we brilliant. want to watch, we want to watch. And, you know, none of, uh, well, I, I do a lot of hairdressers' hair, actually, but, you know, a lot of them aren't hairdressers, and they just loved it. They, you know, couldn't believe how beautifully production and things like that, so. That's um, really good, a good, a good point, actually. It gives you an opportunity to show it off to your clients as well doesn't it it's you know yeah, a, lot of, a lot of clients don't really appreciate what goes on behind the scenes and you know yeah well really clients great. and family like Daryl's yeah, absolutely, his family yeah. I think it's really good that people can see I mean they know what you do in the salon obviously yeah but to to see that as an industry we are also um very good at doing industry inclusive things you know yeah. I mean how many other industries you don't get a bunch of accountants sitting there and showing each other how to do their sums <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, or even, even would, that artists. would be a little bit boring to watch <laughs> what did your um, what did your family think Daryl I love that you watched for them that's yeah, so nice such a lovely idea so I was um my partner was watching as well like could they work away so it was it was a bit cringe worthy so I was like on zoom but I was hiding lucky my camera was facing <laughs> like the tv because I had it on the main tv but they love it they love the fact that I'm my passion, as much as I love being in the salon, I do enjoy going to the industry and doing the events, getting on stage. Yeah. Um, in time, I do want to educate and stuff. I'm just finding my feet first with what I'm doing everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they love the fact that I can get out there and I'm not just stuck at home and or just still doing what. Because obviously, I'm a passion. I'm very passionate about the industry, mm-hmm. and they they love to see the passion. And they said it comes across well because I, I tend to do something like go on stage and I feel like a blackout, like you yeah. forget what you say. 
you come back off and being able to watch yourself because obviously like you say live events unless someone's videotaping you or like got their phone out and videoing you you don't know what you're saying no 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 so going back and being able to watch and know that you got all your facts right was nice but it's absolutely that i could never tell you anything that i said when i come off (laughs) (laughs) it's really important that people do practice and do put themselves out there and if it's something you'd like to do then you know this is the perfect time yeah. To, yeah, to give yourself a profile. I just want to shout out, um, it was actually Hair Club Live, which I know obviously is your company, Nikki. Um, I've done the uh, Hair Club Live show. Oh, um, the open the, chair the, nights. Open chair nights and stuff as well. Yeah. So that sort of events is really good for, those smaller events are really good for the bigger events. Yeah, and building up your confidence. Being, and Yeah, being part of obviously Hair Club Live, they actually set, put a post up saying that you were looking for people, which is where I've seen it, which is where I got in contact. Oh, and obviously, good. So I've, company, I've yes. seen open, yeah. So I've seen open chair. I've done open chair night. So obviously, you know me through all that as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. Perfectly. And I, I think go doing little bite sized So Verity, you've obviously done a lot to screen as well. Yeah. Is it? It's like start small, isn't it? Don't be too ambitious. Start with the ten minutes, like as Daryl commented. You know, ten minutes um, in the chair for Hair Club Live, or doing a sort of bite size. Don't maybe jump in and say, right, I'm going to do an hour on Facebook Live or something, because that's that's quite overwhelming and also you know it's quite a big ask these days for anybody to watch anything for an hour (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely and I think that you've got to just think about what you want to do you know what I mean like having those 10 minute segments 10 minutes doesn't seem very long but actually when you've got to have no gaps because maybe you're just on your own uh, it is it is a real skill and it's taken you know a lot of all of us you know getting good at it Um, and definitely I would say like don't just as Daryl said like he hasn't chased brands he's got on he's learned about what he wants to do he talks about the things that he loves and if you're talking about something that you love it's endearing you can't help but want to enjoy it like it with you it's engaging yeah Um, yeah I really love when people are just talking about the things that they love rather than you know like oh you know what I mean (laughs) yeah trying to follow a script so so yeah so so let's revisit the the idea then so we've had to well, some of the positives from this year are arguably that you've had a bit more time to explore and play and perhaps had a bit of time to put yourself on a screen, on the phone or, or something. So looping back to the idea of what can we take forward from this, do you think that we are going to be better at watching things on screens next year? Not to replace lives, because obviously I'm with Daryl, I want to go straight back to doing that. But I also think that, you know, now we've learned that we can do things on on. TV on the small screen on your socials do you think people will stick with that a bit more I think there's room for both I think you know we've seen the industry move in such a digital era now which was already coming but this is definitely fast forwarded it um and I think there's just room for both you know we'll never stop loving being that impact of being on stage or going to hair shows ourselves and watching everything but also you know like we were saying having that time to go back and really watch it on your own when you've got time to you know if you want to go back you missed a bit and things like that I, I think there's just room for both nowadays yeah 100% I totally agree like we're one industry like you look at t- TV now you've got um, people who make clothes people making um, pottery and all that on TV shows I think yeah. the Colour World TV was the start and I think that we should have shows obviously for us but then for the public to see what we mm-hmm. do as well because like I know that anybody in the public can um, like pay to subscribe to Colour World TV mm-hmm. and go and watch us 
and I think we should have that because people don't understand how much technique and stuff is we put behind our work it's not just whack a bit of colour on the hair and there you go yeah. there's a yeah. lot of like um, angles colour placement colour formulation and all that sort of stuff and it's really nice that we're now able to put it out there for the public mm-hmm. and show that it's such a wonderful industry to be in and it's we're not silly we've got to have a lot of brains no. to be able to do what we do mm-hmm. and I think yeah. as well it, it allows it to go worldwide as well you know there's people can in America or wherever can see what we're up to in the UK or you know even stylists up in Scotland or you know up north who it's you know we're based down in London so there it's a quite a trek to come down it, it just opens it up a bit more yeah and I think it opens up massively because there's such a wide range of things yeah. for a colorist that maybe is still at college or for someone that's been doing it 20 years and wants mm-hmm. to retrain or someone that's at the height of their career yeah. you know there's something for everyone and also there wasn't just hair coloring or just cutting I mean, there's no just in it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, Or, you know, there was social media, there was, like, brushes, there was all these Mm -hmm. different things. So I think you couldn't help but learn so much from it, no matter where you are in your career, which is an really incredible feat to have. And, you you know, you should be so proud. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) No, I do. I think, you know, seriously, I think colourists will draw people into the industry more, perhaps... Arguably, I don't know if it's a bit controversial to say that than than hairdressing. I mean, you know, you don't often. I mean, I think this is why um, you get people so interested in barbering at the moment because they can see the skills, they can see the skill work in it, but it's still relatable. It's stuff that you see on the street, and I think that you know, watching somebody cut a precision fringe is exciting, but it's not necessarily going to make somebody say, "I want to be a hairdresser who can cut that fringe." But if you look at the colour and the and the way can you remember what drew you into coloring you two can you can you think what made you think coloring over oh let daryl go first because mine's really silly <laughs> uh, well i actually was training to be a musical theater and performing arts student and oh, yeah. i went to college for a year and a half i was nearly finished my second year and i just was not enjoying it the way i was mm. and i walked past this salon and sat outside and i was eating something from greg's and in the window it said apprentice wanted um, and I thought why not and when really? I applied she interviewed me there and then and I was in joggers and like a t-shirt because I'd just come from like a dance class and I started the week after and I've never looked back oh, amazing. that's amazing <laughs> wow and god so that's quite a mind shift in a my way stepmom, my stepmom is a hairdresser well she was a hairdresser so I'd brought up in it but she was like the old lady hairdresser that just the sets the perms in the care homes mm-hmm. but then going into a proper salon and seeing all the colouring work and stuff like that obviously I'm god 12 years into it now wow. so it's, it's it was just I just was watching eating my pastry and just something <laughs> drew me and I was like right I'm gonna go in and just ask and interviewed there and then and she offered me the job so and was it always colour or did you start uh, with the general hair? And did you go I into like, colour from that? I don't like cutting at all. No. I'm not a, a colour. I'm a colourist, but I've now found a passion for styling. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Go on, then, Verity. What's <laughs> yeah, your story? I'm, I'm waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so mine's a two part. Uh, one part was as a child. Do you remember Jim, the um, the cart eighties cartoon? She was this Kim. like rock star girl that had like pink hair. Yeah, and, like, I know. Okay. Kid and all I wanted was pink hair. Like yeah, right. just as a child, I remember so strongly wanting it. <laughs> so I think that has got some deep set in there yeah. somewhere. <laughs> um, 
But I um, was a child actress, so I okay. um, did a lot of West End, did Les Mis in the West End, and films, and lots of that kind of stuff. Um, and I loved it, but you would always find me in the hair and makeup room. Um, really? If you ever couldn't find me on set, that's where I'd be. That's where you were. I, I loved watching them transform people, whether it be with a wig or, mm-hmm. you know, makeup or anything like that. And I think that's where it kind of came from. Um, and I sadly had a lot of family issues. I ended up homeless at 13. Oh, gosh. Um, I was in, uh, ran away to London, um, and I just knew what I wanted to do. And so I walked into Headmasters, the flagship store in Putney, um, with my hair all done, and I just talked to her about my fashion and what I wanted to do, and that was here and everything. They never knew I was homeless. I turned up um, for about a year straight with no one ever knowing, you know, I'd wow. just figure it out. Oh my God. And would always turn up, you know, freshly made, everything ready because I knew that's what I wanted to do and I was going to make it happen. And that's incredible. So that's what I did. Well done you. And so, gosh. Year, yeah. <laughs> but main stories then. So, so Daryl, how old were you then when you made your swap? How, you, you uh, still a teenager? 17. Um, 17. but mine's similar. Uh, well, it's not similar. I, I wasn't made homeless. I was. I stopped living at my parents at just at this as I turned seventeen. Um, so I was in a, like a shared accommodation, and mm-hmm. I think it was that when you have to go independent. Yeah. The, my mind switched where it was the career that I wanted for so long in my younger life wasn't practical because Verity will know. Being yeah, you needed to fend for yourself. It's, yeah, it's so hard, and then obviously seeing that salon and working in that salon, it changed my life. Mm. Oh, oh my god, god, we almost need another podcast for this. Yeah. <laughs> we do actually, because now yeah. we've now you two have got so, something in common. So it's really amazing. interesting. So do you, just quickly then, because I I think we are probably coming to the end of our time. Do you think each of you that that um, interest in the theatre? At, an, at a younger age and that experience of having been in the theatre, do you think that is what helps you be really good on the screen? Because you are both very good on the screen. I think, I think stage work has got, gives you that little bit of confidence to know that I, the way I am on like screen when I do performance um, is not the way I am when I'm sat at home. Yeah. You, you do have to switch it on. Mm-hmm. You are like... It's like an actor. You meet yeah. them in the street, but you see them on a film set. They're not the same person. Yeah. I, I, I would say I'm two totally different people. Like, I'm quite shy and reserved away from the screen, but then I'm quite confident in front of a camera. So I would say my background has helped. Has helped, definitely. Okay. I always say it's it's an exaggerated version, you know. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it has helped. I think my biggest thing in my life and in my whatever is I'm not afraid to be stupid. Um, I'm not afraid to look silly. I'm not afraid to muck up. I'm not afraid to... Because I think all of that, that's how you learn. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I think actually going back to being on my own at such a young age, you know, there wasn't anyone there teaching me stuff. So yeah. it was a lot of, I tried it, and if it didn't work, didn't I learned work. from it. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's actually carried right through my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just not being afraid to be silly. Like we were saying earlier, you know, jumping on a live on your own Instagram, talking about, you know, a new brush that you got or a new thing that you like, even if it's for a couple of minutes... Don't be afraid if it's silly, you know, yeah. because people yeah. relate to that. We're all human, you know. Yeah, if it's authentic, if it's if it's from the heart, if it's real, then I think, um, you know, as a viewer, we get that. I know there's a lot of discussion these days about filters and about you know what's real and what isn't real, and I I think that in hairdressing, we have less of that than than maybe in other walks of life. I think in hairdressing, people are truer to themselves and I think 
we're all better at reading that, you know, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. So I think that's uh, great. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much yeah, for joining thank us you guys. today. That's fantastic. Thank you. It, really Can I just nice say thing. one very quick last thing? Yes. Um, I just want to say that when you guys invited me back to Colour World this year, you know, I was so happy and, you know, I, I've always loved coming to your guys' events. But this year I was really worried. I actually um, got diagnosed with MS, which is multiple sclerosis this year. And okay. so now I'm actually disabled and, you know, things like that. So obviously I'm very high risk. So when I, you know, got that invite, I really did have to think twice about coming because obviously we are in a pandemic at the moment. It, you know, yeah. it is a scary time and it's something that we have to be, you know, take very seriously. And I really did think twice about it. You know, did I want to travel to London? Did I want to go to an event with so many people? And like I said before, the safety was so unbelievable. There was never one moment over the whole two days that I felt uncomfortable, that I felt, oh, I need to be careful. You know, I felt so at ease the whole time. You know, you guys looked after us artists so well. And also your staff, you know, you just looked after everyone so well. So I just want to say thank you because I would have missed out on this year um, if it wasn't for your amazing diligence. So, Oh, thank you. That's really really nice to hear. Well, respect to both of you for coming and and traveling to be there as well. And coming from outside London was, we know it was a big ask and it was, it was, um, we held our breath for about two weeks afterwards, just in case there was any reports of anything, but there wasn't. So, so, so that was great. So, well, massive thank you to you. We will make sure anybody listening to this, scroll down into the notes on the um, smartphone or wherever you're listening to this, because we will include both your Instagram handles, but also little notes on where you can find these guys on colorworld.tv. Anybody can jump on. It is subscription, but for a very, very small sum, you will have access until the end of the year to go on as many times as you like, watch things, rewatch them, um, and and hopefully be inspired and learn and, yeah. and watch this space there. I've, I've got you guys earmarked for uh, Listen and Learn seminars next year, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That'd be yeah. great. A, yeah, a lot more things coming live and on TV in 2021. Definitely. Thank well, you very much. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. So thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to scroll down and rate and review us so that you can push us up the charts. Lovely. Thank you very much. Speak again soon. Thanks, Bye. Guys. Bye.